Welcome to One Nation Radio. And now, here are your hosts, Rich Latta and James Floyd. And thank you for listening. One Nation Sports. Yo, what's good? This is Wale, and this is One Nation Radio. Yeah, I know. I might chip, boss, man. I got this, yeah. Welcome back to One Nation Radio. James, what's going on, man? Not much. Just, uh, you know, running. You niggas learn. It is, I mean, you're playing, you're, you're playing this, you know, can't you stop, can't you touch. This might be the worst podcast in wrestling in the world, but you want to play this, like, we're top of the line. All right, go ahead. <laughs> oh. uh, it's been a couple weeks. Um, just sitting here with James, and we got also... Um, the editor of socialsuplex.com, one of the sites I write at, um, Mr. Jeremy, jo- Jer- yeah, Jeremy Donovan. Jeremy, what's going on with you, man? Hey, I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on One Nation Radio, guys. Cool, cool, man. Jeremy's been listening to One Nation Radio for a little bit. I'm sure he's enjoyed the Barrington Levy impersonations <laughs> and, you know, quality wrestling talk at the same time. Oh, yeah. Uh, New Jack promos. Oh yeah, yeah, New Jack definitely. <laughs> Those are all riches. Those are all riches. He is he is the editor in the chief, and he is the audio guy. I'm just here, and I, I'm the talent. Yeah. Um. So um, this is actually our third annual One Nation Radio Award Show. You know, not the Slammys, not the Grammys. Not the Oscars. Not the Oscars. The Tonys. Not the Tonys. Uh, let's see. Uh, People's not, Choice Awards. Yes. Not, Award Awards. Not the Kids' Choice Awards. The Kids' Choice Awards. The Teen Choice Awards. <laughs> what uh? What, what what's the country uh? What's the not the CMT award? Awards? <laughs> We're better than all of them. Not the Latin Grammys. No. Not the not the um, MTV Europe ones. Oh yeah, they still do. That's right. Uh yeah man, nothing. You know. Oh, the SBs, not the SBs. Yeah, not either. the SBs either. None of that. Um, the the ONR awards, um, and we will be mailing all the winners. Um, our not thoughts. A damn not thing. a damn thing. <laughs> not a damn thing. That post is cost, bro. How much are stamps now? Uh, don't matter. Too high. <laughs> yeah, too high. <laughs> nah, give me a number. What what number would you get? Forty four cents. That's too damn high, bro. Look, forty four cents too many. That's too damn high. Uh, so Jeremy, um, every um new person we get on one nation radio we ask them um their favorite wrestlers of all time as well as a favorite match of all time all right well favorite wrestler of all time for me is heartbreak it's Shawn michael good guy and, and a favorite match would have to be the iron man with Shawn michaels and bret hart okay that, that that's that that works in our book you know you might yeah, have at josh otherwise yeah. What up, Josh? Um, and, you know, we've been gone for a couple weeks. Uh, Monday Night Raw last night, we got the return of Daniel Bryan. We got uh, Roman Reigns took on Seth Rollins. We had the authority, you know, come out there and drink champagne. Yeah. Um, so what did you guys make of Monday Night Raw last night? Um, well, yeah, you, you let us start off, Jeremy. What, what were your initial thoughts? Uh, I thought uh, there were some good things, there were some bad things. I mean, uh, 
as a Daniel Bryan, when I saw his tweet a couple hours before Raw, I, I thought he might have been announcing a retirement, but he got us all that speech, that promo. I'm glad that he's back in action. He's going to be in the Royal Rumble, which I'm, I'm saying is a thought to your boy Roman Reigns, Rich, but he just lost his Rumble win, I think. Look, that's fine by me. Uh, I, I'm Team Daniel Bryan all day, you know, but, uh, you know, I, I definitely look forward to seeing Reigns get his shine also. Yeah. I mean, I like Roman Reigns. I just think he just polished up his promo game a little bit. A little bit? <laughs> <laughs> Understatement. All right. I'm trying to be nice. All right. So, all right. promo's done. Need some work. Yeah. Just... In-ring game. He's getting better in-ring, but he still needs a little bit of work there, too. You know, agreed. My dog, can, he can always just make it rain in this bitch to compensate. <laughs> Whatever the fuck that means. Like, I don't, I'm still trying to make it rain. Like that is like the worst euphemism ever. Uh, oh, man. I thought but, uh, I thought Monday Night right, Raw last night it had it was probably one of the best Raws of the year. It was, and it yeah. came out of On nowhere. The low. And I went out, people actually watched it, and were like, "Yeah, man, Raw been they've been mailing it in. They've been putting a stamp on Raw for the past." I don't know, months? Like, yeah. So, why should I even care? And then all of a sudden, I don't know where they just have a good, a really, really good yeah. Raw. Um, also, what did you guys uh, think about the, the Ascension debut? Oh, my gosh. I thought they put it in a weird spot. Um, what, what, I mean, I'm, you say you were kind of out of it at that point. I, yeah, I, I woke back up, actually, and watched that one. Okay. Um, they fought, I want to say, for like a minute and 17 seconds. Something Seems like the crowd yeah. didn't really know how to react to them. Um, they looked like the Royal Warriors of Jace. Oh, Shout out to Rosenberg. Um, and they, I don't know, I don't know why, I, I don't think they should have changed anything from their uh, NXT gimmick. Well, yeah. Go ahead. I thought they were perfect. For how they were from NXT. I, sometimes I feel like WWE creator doesn't watch NXT at all and just kind of goes off what who, like what Triple H says he needs to be called up and then just, oh well, let's do this little thing and change him up because we don't know what they were doing in NXT. Well, my, my thing would be like, that probably is true because most people don't watch NXT that watch Raw. It's just like there are only, you think there are like three, about two to three million people that watch Raw. There are only how many subscribers on the network. Like they, they no. don't, and that's why you look at a lot of the guys that don't, unless they come in with a gimmick. Like the only guy that's came up through this like recent wave of NXT guys that didn't already have like a, that wasn't, you know, the shield when they came in with a gimmick specifically made to get away from whatever they were doing <clears> in <throat> NXT. Like yeah. The only guy that's really been successful, for the most part, is Bray Wyatt doing the, essentially the same thing. Like, you, you bring out Adam Rose and, and, and with the bunny. I don't even like, think Rusev was. Yeah. yeah, they kind of repackaged yeah. Rusev. And even, even the fact, like, people don't like Rusev no way. <laughs> I so, definitely, we'll get to that later. Yeah, so, <laughs> so, like, they didn't necessarily do them a favor by just putting out these guys and, like, who, <clears throat> and people were like, who the hell are these guys? Right. Same thing when they put out uh, that, that um, four-way match they had with Neville and, and Kid and Zayn. Yeah. And uh, who's the fourth one? Um, Tyler Breeze. And Tyler Breeze. And, like, they had to tear the house down people to know who the fuck they actually care. People were like, I don't know who these guys are. Right. Same thing. They walk out like, uh, cool music, but who who are these guys? Right. Yeah. Um... We definitely, um, you know, we were all kind of on edge. That being said, though, 
at least they got the got the win in their match they came out as opposed to the, you know Charlotte. losing like the news day. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, the new day is on television. I know. Already. Yeah. Um for what it's worth, they did have a house show last night too, where a lot of the guys were at. Oh yeah? Yeah. Um I just remembered that when you said Rowan was off TV earlier, he might have been at that house show. Um <clears throat> Edge and Christian were on Raw. I just want to put this out there right now. I ain't got nothing against Christian and all that, but all the Christian fans need to let it go. He's done, never coming back, and he's not better than Edge. Never was, <laughs> and he never will be. He never was, man. Yeah. Um, I I went and got a I went and started a huge flame war on Square Circle. I want to say a couple months back. I was like, so someone attempted to tell me Christian was better than Edge. I probably got downvoted straight to hell um, by everybody, and people would try to sit there with a straight face and tell me that Christian was a better TV match wrestler than Daniel fucking Bryan. I was like, okay. Wow. Like, yeah. don't get me wrong. Like, I like Christian a lot. I think he's. I think he is a. He is a great wrestler. However, like there are plenty of great wrestlers that are just, like just like him, nondescript and swaggerless. All right. I don't understand why it's so hard for people to understand. Like, there's more to re- there's more to wrestling than actually wrestling. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Christian's a definitely great in ring guy. Great hand to have. I mean, he went to TNA and proved that he was a great wrestler. Some great wrestlers down there. Came back. I mean. Yeah, he's great in the ring, but like that said, there's more to being wrestler than just what you do in the ring. If so, Del Rio would have been, you know, more loved. Yeah, this is RB champion. <clears throat> yeah, and that's why you know I think Del Rio is going to do better in Ring of Honor and Triple uh, A and Lucha Underground because they're more focused on more of the wrestling than the other aspects of the vehicle. And speaking of like that real wrestling. Um, New Japan this Sunday. Haven't really watched much in the past, but uh, I watched some of the hype videos. I'm all in. I think I'm gonna order a pay per view. Um, Shinsuke Nakamura and Kota Ibushi. I'm looking forward to what them boys gonna do out there. They my, don't give a damn. My question is this: How confident are you in those pronunciations of those names? I'm. Those are the only two. Anything else? <laughs> bro, okay. I bro, I don't think I can say Okada's first name if I tried. I, I know. First off, I don't know who these people today. are. So he's like the Randy Orton of Japan. <laughs> like you don't even know what that means. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> the Randy Orton of Japan. Does that mean like okay, he's like talented, physique, like looks like he's pr- like he young. Seems like a savant, like but has but has occasionally boring matches and doesn't talk often. It seems to go through the motions. Like, what, does he does he fail PED tests? Like, what, what does he does he shit in people's gear bags? Is he a jerk? Does he RKO people out of nowhere? Um, but um, that's gonna wrap up our. We just wanted to touch on Raw real quick. Um, Did Triple H bury him too? Not yet. Okay. <laughs> we just wanted to touch on Raw. We'll be back with our award show. Where we'll, our first segment. We'll be going over Wrestler of the Year, In-Ring Performer of the Year, the Miss Elizabeth Woman of the Year, and Newcomer of the Year. This is One Nation Radio. You can do it, Cash Money. You do it, man. You fucking Welcome back to One Nation Radio. It is not our fault. Uh, 
Yes, we're recording, sir. Um, I had no idea you were recording that, you jerk. <laughs> you just running like, oh, oh. Like, you know, we're running it. Yeah. We'll do it live. Get you with this gotcha journalism, right? Yeah. Um, you know, One Nation Radio, where there are no limits. <laughs> he said he's going to give you that pun. But, okay. All right, let's go, man. Um, so, getting into um, our award show, we go ahead, you know, we started at the top. You know, we look at, you know, who who's the best. You know, <laughs> no, not Dusty Rhodes, not the Royal Warriors, not Madness here in that funky motorcycle. Right. <laughs> Can y'all tell I'm stalling? Yes, he is. <laughs> We're looking not, at uh, not Nikita Koloff. Right. Who else is that then? Well. Not rugged Ronnie Garvin. Oh my God, <laughs> Ronnie Garvin. Okay, um, so we have our award for the Shawn Michaels Wrestler of, the, or is it the Ric Flair? The Ric Flair Re- Wrestler. Yeah, of the, the Ric Flair Wrestler of the Year Award. Get your pick awards right, man. Yeah. Um, so we have one, two, three. We have eight nominees. Um, so what we'll do is name the nominees, and we'll go around the table, and you know. We'll each choose a guy. Well, because Jeremy's kind of new, we want to give you an example. Like, wrestler of the year, there's also an award for in-ring performer of the year. Wrestler of the year is like the pageantry and all that it encompasses being a wrestler. That's why we decided to choose Ric Flair from whether it's the gear, being able to talk, the storylines, the obviously the performances, and also being like a, a, a star. star. Yeah, like that. That gotcha. that's what it all the all encompassing thing. Like you know the basically award that you can where you can actually put you know. Uh, for example, uh, a Hulk Hogan in the same class as you know a Ric Flair, not yeah. make you sound like a jerk, yeah, or someone okay. that doesn't know what the hell they're talking about. All right, and our nominees are Daniel Bryan, uh, Seth Rollins, John Cena, Randy Orton, Dean Ambrose, Roman Reigns, Bray Wyatt, and Dolph Ziggler. We normally wouldn't have that many nominees. Really, it's only four, and then we're like, we're stuck on the last two. You know which two to boot out, so we just kept the bottom four. Yeah. Um, when it comes to being wrestler of the year, we'll go ahead and uh, Jeremy, we'll put you on the spot. <laughs> All right, wrestler of the year. Uh, I think. Even though he's been out for most of the year, I think it might have to be Daniel Bryan. I mean, he's the one guy, no matter what he comes out, he's the one guy that can get the full audience going. And he has the entrance music, the yes chant, he's got the t-shirt, you know, sometimes he rocks his ring on the road. So I think he's got like the full package and he's just relatable. I think he's definitely the uh, wrestler of the year. All right. Uh, James. Whew, um, I, I mean, me and you talked about this like every other month because we, you know, we know eventually we got to do this podcast. Yeah. And we know the obviously you just keep tabs because there's a million matches going on at the same time, and uh, we kept saying, "Wow, like he's only wrestling. He only wrestled for like four or five months, but it's still Daniel Bryan. It's still Daniel Bryan. It's still Daniel Bryan." And I felt that same way until last night. And, you know, also the reserve points was kind of like, well, maybe Orton can steal it because Orton's been around. They missed a month for do that yeah. shoot. But 
I looked up and I thought to myself, given everything that's been given to him and what he's done and like the way he's been put over and everything and how it's paid off and how he's like the only like guy that's a heel and even though people still love him, they actually play ball and boo him. I'm gonna say Seth Rollins. Mm-hmm. He he just had a hell of a year and like and this is all while like we know what this guy can do with a face move set and how ridiculously talented he is and now he's just like I don't do none of that jumping around shit like I was before. Like I may, you know, do something. I might do that there, flying knee or but I'm not but I'm not like jump I'm not I'm not out here jumping all around the place like I used to. And it's he's just been great, man. Like more, night in, night out, you know what you're gonna get from him. You know you're gonna get a good ass match. So, hats off to him. Right. And like another thing that I thought I thought about was just, I, as much as I love the I I love the eulogy so much <laughs> that he had for for Dean Ambrose, and I love the fact that like people discount this. If it wasn't, if this was 15 years ago, and he did the center block thing with uh, with Dean Ambrose, we would talk about it as 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 it being one of the greatest things and moments of the Attitude Era ever. Like right. it'd be up there with we talked about before. It'd be up there with Pillman and the Home Invasion storyline, yeah. all of that. But yeah. now we, it, it was just great. I don't care what no one said. So I, it, Seth Rollins is my guy. Yeah, Rollins definitely had a great year, and I definitely I was kind of bouncing between between Brian Rollins. But yeah, Rollins had a great year. If you look back, he's won most of his pay per view matches this year, also. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I, I see the damn Brian thing, and I see the Seth Rollins thing, but for me. It's going to come back. Here we go. I know what you're about to do. <laughs> Don't do this. You've been getting booed off your own podcast. Go ahead and do it. Go ahead and do it. Yeah. Go ahead and do it. You know, sure. The champ is here, man. It's, it's John Cena. It's John Cena. They, all right. He, he took a step down. You know, he, he's, he's produced on every single pay-per-view. Like, you can't name a bad pay-per-view match he had. And if so, it wasn't because of him. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm really about to give you like three or four. Okay, Look, buddy. Um, he, he has several match of the year candidates. He took a step down, you know, and helped Bray Wyatt out. He won his 15th, you know, world championship, regardless of how much people hated it. He was still compelling on the mic, you know. It may have been like a tired concept, but I remember the promo he had with Heyman, and it was just like, it was so striking, like why he'll quote-unquote never turn. And, um... The way he, he kind of he's lifting up Rollins, you know, you don't you don't get Rollins to be that great without Cena. Cena's had you know classic matches with Rollins, Orton, Cesaro, Cesaro, Wyatt, all in this Harper. year. Harper, yeah. like he's been everywhere. Like so, that's my wrestler of the year, John Cena. Wasn't easy. Uh, but moving on to in-ring performer of the year, um, we'll, we can go ahead and invert um, on this one. Um, I'm going to say the in-ring performer of the year is Cesaro. Um, just from being an absolute physical freak, the shit he can do, the uh, the uppercut out of nowhere. It's just a shame that he didn't get to display it on a higher stage. 
but 2015 is right around the corner. You know, never know. So, James, if you want to go ahead and take that one. Um, if I remember correctly, the list on that is something along the lines of... Oh, I didn't say the nominees. Oh, yeah. well, I'll, I'll say them out loud. Uh, the list, if I remember correctly, is Cesaro, Daniel Bryan, John Cena, Randy Orton, Seth Rollins, and Dolph Ziggler, correct? Yes. All right. Um, based off of that, even though I'm, I'm going to say Dolph Ziggler, um, and this is really based off of the last... I mean, generally, he's always excellent in the ring. Um, it's just he was given opportunity, and he was given opportunity in the last uh, six last six months of the year. Uh, given like every single match he had with Miz was was great. Um, every match he had with Luke Harper was great. Like the the latter match speaks for itself. Um, the Survivor Series main event speaks for itself. It's one of the best Survivor Series matches we we, we can remember. Mm-hmm. Um, you gave him opportunity, and he, you know, he cashed in. Even though, like, you know, he's pretty much like at this point, he's on like a video, like a WWE 2K video game. Hmm. You know, super kick, super kick, yeah, super kick, followed by a super kick, followed by a famouser <laughs> pinfall. One, two, oh, kick out, super kick. Yeah, but I, I love that dude so. He's my guy. Like if I gave, if I thought about it, I probably you know would have gave it to maybe Daniel Bryan after that. But but yeah, that's that's me. So uh, Jeremy, who you got? All right, for this one, I think I'm gonna go Seth Rollins. I mean, he, I mean, this has been his year. for definitely in work. I mean, from the beginning of the year so now, I mean, he's had great matches pretty much every pay per view. Been in a great spot every pay per view consistently, and I think every match he's given us consistent work, and every match has been great. I can't think of anything but that that wrong match this year. Yeah. Um, one thing, if you were to say, um, and his name didn't get brought up, but it deserves to be mentioned. Um, somebody that kills it every time he's in the ring, even on, even on a level maybe even surpassing Cesaro. Is Luke Harper, Uncle he, Luke Harper? Like oh, yeah. he Harper's he awesome. he's he flashes like in a way that I I don't think I've ever seen one his size flash like just just like ridiculous stuff. And the, like everything's so unorthodox with him. He's like he's like a Mick Foley meets like <laughs> some something you've never seen before. Like just like the 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 aesthetic of well, him. Like the thought is like he's like imagine if Bruiser Brody was out here jumping through the ropes and drop kicking and leg lariats and like he dude's unbelievable man. And yeah. like it from it was early on the second we start first start seeing him I was like bro he's better than he's Bray, a star. Like he's better than Bray Wyatt yeah. in the ring. You can say whatever you want to. And now it's like. I don't know how anyone can lie to themselves and think otherwise at this yeah. point now. It's, it's yeah, just I mean, apparent. They put the Intercontinental title on him before they put it on Bray Wyatt. Right. Yeah, that, yeah we clowned about that, too. Like, I mean, Harper made it in a pay-per-view before Wyatt did. I mean, one thing you can say about about that is, you know, Bray Wyatt, his character doesn't really need to be around belts ever. Like, literally ever. Don't ever do that, WWE events. Don't ever <laughs> do that. But um, at the same time, the fact that, like, this is a dude that, like, he doesn't talk much. When he talks, he does the Bray Wyatt shtick while also like being quick and concise and to the point, and it makes sense. It is not the same thing over and over and over. Yeah. Uh, 
So he's, he's he's making the best of his opportunities in a way that a lot of other guys, you know, haven't necessarily. And dude's just great. Um, yeah. If you guys get a chance on YouTube, look up uh, Luke Harper and Ring of Honor. He's Brody Lee. The, yeah, yep. the, big, the big Ring Brody Lee. We know. <laughs> look, we, we know. <laughs> we done did our Luke Harper homework. Okay, so there's some people out there that don't know, know about Harper's past and how right. he was turning up in the Indies. He's been the same guy for a decade. Yeah, been like wrestling, been wrestling yeah. that dingy-ass shirt and them pants for forever, yes. Um, some of them bandanas are different, but that's about it. All right, so we're going to move on to the Miss Elizabeth Woman of the Year, um, and this encompasses all female performers. Um, it's gonna, important. Oh, no, wait, before you get there, are you going to say the joke this year or am I going to say the joke this year? Because la- the first year I said the joke, and then last year you said the joke. So who I think it's back joke? to you. All right. Y'all been having just looking so good right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, this is like all female performers. It could be like on-air personalities. It could be wrestlers. Um, also, it's important to mention, if there's an absence of NXT guys, that's going to be like something completely different. Uh, we'll be talking about that later in a portion. Um, NXT don't pay the bills. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, moving on, our nominees are Stephanie McMahon, Paige, Nikki Bella, AJ, and Brie Bella. Those are the big five yep. uh, of this, this current year. year. Mm-hmm. Um, as much as we love Naomi here on One Nation Radio. What's yeah. up, Naomi? Just unfortunate what happened to her. Like, that, yeah. her, her eye socket being broken, like, that shit fucked She's, She would have beat AJ for the bill. <laughs> it fucked everything up. Um... So, Jeremy, we're back, you know, with you on this one. So, who's your woman of the year? Woman of the year? I think we have to give it to Stephanie McMahon. I mean... Smart man. She's... I mean, she was... She just made you want to hate her. Like, she was good in that role of antagonizing all the good guys. I mean, she had the match at SummerSlam. was yes. free. Had been in the ring for a hot minute. Had Probably one of the best women matches in the be all year. Yep. Uh, so yeah, I'm definitely going Stephanie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, same for me here with Stephanie. I don't think it's even particularly close this year. Uh, I mean, Nikki came on strong at the end. AJ, I mean, she just dominated the first quarter in the ring anyway. But when you have Stephanie come and actually have a match, and then that match is literally one of the best matches on the SummerSlam card. Yep. And the DDT shit's fantastic. The pedigree, the story in that match was just great. Um, the thing that sticks out for me um, more than anything was what she did to sell that match. Um, she was out there getting arrested, the, slapping bitches, well, not, everything. Well, not that. Well, yes, but the part where she's getting, she's like, she's crying about wanting, not wanting to do it, and then she's like, "Okay, I'll do it, but Bree, you gotta remember." And SummerSlam, slap the team, slap her off the apron to the ground. I'm gonna make you my bitch and throw, and, and throw the mic to the ground. Yes. It was so great that all these people that hate Stephanie Man yes chanted what yes chanted after that because it was so great. I yeah. remember just lighting up. Also, it was just fantastic. I'm just gonna get out of the way. Stephanie's my winner too. Also, when she stood up to John Cena in front of the whole authority, she slapped the shit out of that man. Oh yeah, like it the was like she's show. she's the toughest member of the authority by far. <laughs> like yeah. like we've seen Triple H go down by go down from slaps. 
Like, and also, Stephanie McMahon was also willing to give that comeuppance that, yeah. you know, other heels don't give. Who can forget when Vicky Guerrero threw her in that pudding and yeah. she was stunting all in Vicky's face like, nah, 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 nah. And then she realized she was right in front of that, that you know, that mud and Vicky ain't had nothing to lose at that point. Now, the best part about that is it's, it's, it was pudding, obviously, but they alluded to it that it was sewage. It was shit, yeah. It was sewage, yeah. so... Like yeah, she got thrown. She, also, she she, she, she she flew in the shit. She tried to she tried to drown Daniel Bryan on national television. <laughs> That's right. Yes, she did. Yes, she did. On she, on she, top on top she, of calling, you know, being in Chicago while the crowd's chanting for CM Punk, she looks at the crowd and says, "Y'all would cheer for a quitter." Yeah. You know. Yeah. She Stephanie her. was just unbelievable yeah. on the mic this year. It was. Yeah, and I, I was I rewatched uh, WrestleMania 30 today, and yes, her, she was flashing. Her role, her role at WrestleMania 30 in that the first match at Triple H, I mean, yes. it was just perfect. Like all up in Daniel Bryan's grill, the whole match. Yeah, the like when she when he when it was Triple Jim H, when Triple H when Triple H kicked out and then she stuck her hands out like she was in a wrestling pose. Yeah, uh, <laughs> the face she made after she got pinned. She's like, no, this isn't real. Like the, the bump she the bump she took when uh Daniel Bryan uh uh suicide dove, dove through the ropes on uh those three uh Triple H, yeah. Scott Armstrong and her and she had like she sprung her ankle. Bra- bravo. Just bravo. Just yeah. a magnificent year. Side note, speaking of Scott, Scott Armstrong, man. Yeah. His, his couch. He's supposed to be the cookie ref, and he goes in there counting with the same Normal slow count. Slow count riff, yeah. Well, I mean, like, it, I guess this is, I guess this is the kayfabe time. I guess it's supposed to be he's hoping, he's trying to keep in tradition of it not being overturned by some type of legal process. There might be an injunction, or some, <laughs> might be some type of legal injunction, or some type of you know paperwork that Jack Tunney you know, might wake up. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, that yeah. song definitely the worst cryptograph ever. I mean, you gotta think of the lawsuits that can be. You gotta think of the lawsuits and the type of legal. And the uh, issues that can be caused. Like think of think of kind of media pressure, PR disaster the NFL had earlier this year. You don't want that WWE. Yeah. <laughs> Smile. K- AK fame. This is K fame. And our and our next category is going to be the match of the year. Is real deep in this category. We have nine nominees. Nine. Okay. Nine. Uh, we have John Cena versus Cesaro from Raw. Um, we have Daniel Bryan versus Randy Orton in February, um, or the night after Royal Rumble. It was one of them like that. Yeah, match is awesome. It was leading up to Elimination Chamber. We have the Shield versus Evolution. You pick. <laughs> um, well, wouldn't you say really the Elimination Chamber match? Or anything or no? Shield versus Evolution. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. Um, Daniel Bryan versus Triple H. You have Daniel Bryan versus Randy Orton versus Batista. You have John Cena versus Bray Wyatt. Yeah, damn, Brian. Yeah, last man standing. Hey, you got made it clear. You don't want to be no little kids coming yeah, out and fucking extreme up rules. Yeah, um, Daniel Bryan versus Bray Wyatt, Royal Rumble. Um, John Cena versus Randy Orton at Hell in a Cell, and the Shield versus the Wyatt family won at uh, Elimination Chamber. Okay. So I'll go ahead and start with this one. Uh, by far, to me, is the biggest draw of the year, and they gave it to us right away at WrestleMania. It was the match that. Pretty much the whole year was built on. Um, I don't know if we were supposed to get it, but I'm glad we did. Daniel Bryan versus Triple H. Um, you want to look at Triple H re- breaking out another 
WrestleMania Classic to add to his resume. He's doing tiger suplexes and shit. He's um, using the apron. The uh, chicken wing thing Yeah, again? yes. And what the fuck was that? <laughs> yeah, um, Darren Bryan's uh, tornado DDTing him outside the ring. Yeah, um, and almost landing on his neck. Yes. <clears throat> Triple H getting pinned clean when, you know, <laughs> Triple H doesn't put anyone over. Y'all remember that? Yeah. You know? um, it's just the... the the vid- the monster video is up there with the My Way video, the, oh, yeah. the Rock Austin WrestleMania 17. Like if you watch that build up video, if you ain't rooting for Dan Bryan, you's a sucker. <laughs> so and it also like it's, it's almost like showing him grow like age and dog years. He goes from looking like he's 15 to looking like he's 30. <laughs> and the span is all all this footage is like the span of like four years. You're like, hold on, bro, where, or, what happened? Yeah. So I'll, I'll pass it along to, to James. Um, I don't know, man. Like it's just hard. I, I, I well, that's what she said. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna agree with you. I mean, there were so many matches, and for me, like I just love that match. I think I've watched it like four times. I just, it's just mm-hmm. something about that match is great. I, I would say probably the only thing that for me that comes or, or that like. Also, like it just sticks in my mind the same way, um, is the last man standing match with uh, the Usos involved in it, and also wow, and you also know what you know what match I forgot? You forgot the the match between the Usos the, and the Wyatt Rice. family, two yeah. out of three falls. And that match is fantastic. That too. match oh, is yeah. absolutely incredible. That match that stole match the show. Awesome. That like that match happened. You're like, oh yeah, there's no way that made it. It's gonna be good. Yeah, <laughs> like bro, I was there live, bro. The arena, it was just like you could see the levels of fans. It looked like stair steps. Like people were just like up and down, crazy, losing their minds. Shouts out yeah, to that I was, match. I was there. I was there too at Battleground. Yeah, that was. That was a great match. I was, yeah. in, I was in Baltimore. Yeah. You know. Watching it, watching it on the network from my phone. Nice. <laughs> Technology. Yeah. Couldn't have did that 10 years ago. Uh, and Jeremy, who you got for your match of the year? Uh, I agree. with both of you guys are going with Daniel Bryan versus Triple H. I mean, all those nominee matches are great. The thing that sets aside Daniel Bryan and Triple H match is just the story going into that match and the story they told in that match and the story they told after that match. I right. mean, it was just, everything about it was just amazing. So, and like I said, we watched it again today and the stuff that Triple H was doing, Brian was doing, was a great match. And, the, and let's not forget the Stephanie McMahon memes. All righty. Um, that's going to wrap up the, um, the first section of our awards. Um, when we come back, we will be back with the promo cutter of the year, um, the IWC award, and the newcomer of the year award. This is One Nation Radio. Welcome back to One Nation Radio. You ever had ice cream, James? Ever had ice cream? Yeah. What human has it? Mr. Ice Cream. For my first world. Mr. Ice Cream Man. Mr. Ice Cream Man. I thought I thought it was a band. Hit the block dressed in white. Yeah, man. So, uh, so what do we have now? 
sir, it looks like we have the newcomer of the year. Like I'm trying to take these fools to lunch. Yes. Going crazy and yeah. We had to do a whole lot of stretching out to make this one work. Yes. Um, the newcomer of the year. In years past, we've had, you know, the Shield show up. Yeah. Um, we've had Big E show up. Yeah. Um, we've also had Ryback we've show had, up. We've had Bray Wyatt show up. You know, just, you know, we've had people that, you know, have that been successful in the WWE. Needless to say, it's been a little dry. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Our nominees. Rusev. Yeah. <laughs> um, Lana. Adam Rose and Paige. That's it. That's, That's it. That's all we got. Jeremy, if you can think of anybody else, we'll nominate them right now. Yeah, on the spot. I can't. I don't want to call the attention. <laughs> Oh, I'd say the same thing. Yeah, I'll okay. say the ascension. Now this, now, this is the thing. I will be quick to put the notary stamp on that. However, last year, um, we had came to a ruling that because the Shield the, uh, debuted at Survivor Series 2012. We rolled them over. That we rolled them over because basically, like, for you to be, you know, kind of a guy that made an impact, you got to be, like, in like the first base, like the not the first nine months of a year, it's almost like a, it's almost like an award show rollover of it, like a cutoff date. So, okay. uh, the it was just too late. Yeah. Like the last raw of the yeah. year, that's that's just too late. Yeah. That shit shouldn't count. <laughs> yeah. So my newcomer of the year, um, actually no, it's Jeremy. Jeremy, who's your newcomer right. of the year? Between Paige, Lana, Adam Rose, and Rusev. I'm going to go with Risto just because of the undefeated streak that he has going, hasn't been, hasn't been committed yet. The, the U.S. champ now, obviously, he has some big plans coming for him, going toward WrestleMania, having look, somebody break that streak. Look, I can tell you the big plans for Russo getting meat hook clothesline <laughs> by Ryback. <laughs> newcomer of the year? Uh, it's Paige. It is not particularly close. She's actually good at wrestling. Uh, she's, she was bit, she's she also wears shoes. She was champion. She wears shoes. Uh, she actually had like a, a, a feud with someone that while it was overkill much like uh, Rusa versus Swagger, they actually had like a, their share of good matches unlike Lucha versus Swagger. So uh, I'm going to go with Paige, and I, I mean, I, personally, I think, I mean, she's as good as a diva as they have on the roster. Like, she makes other people look like a million bucks, which is something you can't say for Rusev. Yeah. Do you, do you think it's weird that Paige is going to be on Total Divas this season? Well, I think I, Total Divas is dead in the water. Right I now. think Total Divas will. I think it's going to be weird for the internet lovers that love the this claim that Paige is a real wrestler and not a diva because she, much like AJ, because she's not on Total Divas and she's not fake or flaw or whatever they like to claim, which is whatever the excuse to you know hate women. Uh, so <laughs> I so I'm going to say. That that's gonna be the weird thing for them to have to reconcile with that the fact that like their favorite wrestler is also on this show with the, uh, these other women that are less or some for some reason not as good. Yeah, 
my thing about Total Divas is, I think it's dead in the water, is that the people that have been on it, they kind of know how to do reality TV now. The is the as best as we were gonna get is you know the most interesting as it was gonna get was that first season when they weren't you know just they weren't well, exactly I, being coached on what to say or the storylines weren't you know as manufactured. So basically, what you're saying is kind of like they've Jersey, got it's kind of like game. Jersey Shore season three or four when like you start real you start like looking at based off of like when they started recording and when they're in like on the show and you watch it, it's not like you can realize like they're wa- like they're now watching the show and realize yeah. what happened and stuff and they're like playing it in their hand like and this is what we're seeing byproducts of it. Yeah, okay, like, I, like okay, I get that. Like I would say this I think You ain't I'm gonna like, get no more Natalia ready to ride no more like I think, <laughs> I think I'm honest, but honestly I really think that's the reason why they're they change they're change, turning over the roster on Tokyo uh-huh. so they get to, like people that aren't as savvy to it and yeah. and just make sure like Okay. How much more is Nikki them? really gonna give us, or or Brie really gonna give exactly. us? Exactly. So you got to bring in people that aren't like maybe not know the ropes or whatever, or like just fresh blood because you can't just have this, roll out the same reality show over and over and over unless you're the Kardashians. But then again, yeah. they roll over the men they're they're involved with. So that's what keeps <laughs> <them> fresh. <laughs> uh, so my newcomer of the year is Lana, and it's not close. In my my opinion, Lana is Lana. <laughs> if you're looking at what she's bringing on the microphone. And also, the sex appeal is insane. I wrote an article about Lana, and it got 1.3 million views. That's absurd. Um, just just for just for perverts and everybody else just looking up, you know, just driving interest. Bro, she might be the most, like, you know, like, people looking for her online, like, it's to sunny levels. Like, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yes. Um, she's... I just can't wait till they break away from her from Rusev at some point, and she's allowed to. But oh, I'm American, you know. <laughs> so, um, and she's pretty much made Rusev almost tolerable. Um, she she wouldn't be afraid to almost go anywhere as far as getting heat. She plays kayfabe in those damn dresses. Um, yeah, that's my newcomer of the year, Lana. So. Um, who else we got? The next one we got promo cutter of the year. Um, this is gonna be an interesting, interesting category. I didn't want to nominate one of these guys, but in order to pacify some of our listening audience, they are on the list. Um, the nominees are as follows: We have Paul Heyman, Triple H, Stephanie McMahon, John Cena, Seth Rollins, and Bray Wyatt. Before we begin. Would y'all like to take a guess at who I didn't want to include on this? Me? Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't be fair for me to guess because yeah. I was part of the of the, of the, nomi- the nomination process. So, so Jeremy, who, who would you like to guess who I who I kept would like to kept or uh, keep off of this? Uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna guess Bray Wyatt. You are correct, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how good are your promos if they're all the same? Yeah. If somebody can transcribe these things and tell me what exactly the hell he was talking about, you know, maybe I'd think different of him. I, just wanted to, uh, I don't know if you listen to Stone Cold's podcast, but uh, Bray was on there and often even asked him, he's like, you know, don't you think maybe sometimes your promos will just kind of get right to the point instead of doing this long out, drawn out, you know, using all this 
personalities and stuff like that. And Brad's like, oh, that's how my character is kind of thing. Well, he's saying, I appreciate you asking, but I really ain't got time. Who the fuck is you be asking me questions? <laughs> like, that's like... <laughs> for you to say that, like, that, like, to say for you, that's what your character is. That's along, like, along the lines of, like, saying... It is what it is. No, that's, that's along the lines of saying, like, yeah, I don't think I should ever put anyone else over, because my character doesn't lose either. Yeah. Like, it's, it's like, my character, my character don't lose. <laughs> Fuck out of here. This is a work. <laughs> like, <laughs> get out of here. Okay, so... My promo cutter of the year, it was close, uh, but it's Paul Heyman. And it, like, he used CM Punk's walkout for promo for the, you know, the Brock Lesnar. Raw in Chicago, right? Yeah, Raw in Chicago. Like, if you tell me anybody else that could have walked in there, there in that situation and not got roasted by that crowd and froze up, I'll give you a dollar. But Heyman was just incredible. Like, he... He keeps Brock alive. You know, he had the whole thing. My client, Brock Lesnar, broke the streak. And he was able to just talk, talk, talk. He main-evented a paper or a Raw with just him cutting a promo. Yeah, that was in the lead-up to Cena and SummerSlam, right? I believe so. Yeah, I I believe so. He went toe-to-toe with pretty much everyone on the mic. And just... Yeah. Heyman's like a god. Yeah. But, James, who you got? Um... For me, this was sewed up back in late February, early April. Late February. Uh, Triple H, with his wife um, beside him, starts talking. Uh, there, now, there are three in specific, but I'll just, the one that, that really gets me is he's sitting there, he's talking about how people are fickle. Um, he's talking about how he believes that the Yes Movement is the flavor of the month. And he, he starts talking about Lash's WrestleMania, like right after, how he said, you people just dispose, just use people and dispose of them. Now, I remember last year, there was a really catchy tune going on with this guy. And he goes, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. He said, and the, he said, and the sad thing about that guy is he has talent. You guys disposed of him and thought and played him off as a joke. Yeah. And I'm going to put it into the Yes Movement. He play, and then he plays the, pa- the video package where he... Of just, you know... You gotta say it right. People, you gotta say it right. You want me to do it? Yes. Okay. Um, he says, basically, he has Stephanie narrating, and he's talking about, like, Booker T doing a spinner rooney And... You can be athletic. You can be out... You can... You, know, you can <laughs> okay, in the words Stephanie, you can wow people with your athletic prowess like a... Um, like a Kurt Angle... You can dance for the people like a Booker T. You can pose for the crowd like RVD. You can pander to the crowd like Mick Foley. You have an awesome physique like Scott all, Steiner or yeah, something like that. Like Scott Steiner. Or you can do something, or you can damn near kill yourself like Jeff Hardy. But none of it lasts. Because at the end, the only thing because the only thing left is the, the game. game. <laughs> <laughs> and it is it's the greatest thing I've ever that's like the ultimate propaganda it's the fuck greatest you thing I've ever seen video. it's like it's so meta because it's a list of all these people that w, that people have claimed over the past bro 10, that's like WWE Hitler the videos the past bro. 10 years <laughs> that Triple H is, is quote unquote buried and he's saying like yeah all these dudes, gonna be another they deserve one. to be buried and I'm gonna bury this motherfucker too so, and it's the greatest thing ever. Like, the other one, I, there's another one. Uh, 
there's two other ones that are also great. Um, another one that's great during that WrestleMania time was when he was talking about uh, talking bad about Batista um, being a crybaby, a crybaby uh, celebrity now, and trip and or being damaged goods that he has to hold his hand to do anything. Yeah. It, it, yeah. He was just I, I, he was just great. Like the Colonel Jessup one he did uh, just a few weeks ago yeah. uh, before Survivor Series. Right also, the, the me and my friend Mark. Yeah, which happened like right oh, yeah. after Cena won Money yeah. in the Bank. Or yeah, the, we're not going to watch anymore. Yeah. Sweet Triple H to the Spudgers. Yeah. Just, just, just great. Just great. Like, I, the ultimate jerk. Like, he made a crowd that was wanting him when he said, well, I'm going to tweet. Or, you know, me and yeah. my friend Mark are just not going to watch. The whole crowd just sat there and felt stupid. Yeah. <laughs> like, they like took the air out of the building. It's just, just great. So, uh, Jeremy, who you got That's on that one? Too. I'm gonna have to go with the man that puts the Jew in jujitsu. Yes, Paul oh, Heyman. I put the Jew in jujitsu. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he said that all the week. I was screaming. Yeah, Paul Heyman. I mean, like you mentioned, even seeing Punk walk out for a promo. I mean, he could cap. He talked and you listened, and yeah. he just. Still in that great role of being um, uh, the manager for Brock Lesnar and keeping that tie in, even though Brock's not there, having Paul there to, to talk for him was what they definitely needed. And he bumped multiple times this year. <laughs> he bumped, he took that RKO. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, the Jew in Jiu Jitsu. Bro, I was screaming when you said that. <laughs> <laughs> Tweeted about it immediately. Be and careful what you tweet. Get that, that one rap on Cena that one time too. That was oh my good. gosh! Yeah, he was rapping about Cena. Yes, he said the. He had one bar when he was talking about the Doctor of Thug, and I was like, "Oh my god, he's rapping! <laughs> he's rapping!" Wasn't that for SummerSlam? Or was it was it leading up. It was leading up to SummerSlam. Yeah, right? yeah it was a build up for SummerSlam. All right, and the final word in this category is. Probably our most revered award. We love talking about this one at One Nation Radio. It is the IWC Award. Uh, this has to do with like uh, the the most like the IWC. There are a certain set of people, and now granted, just like last year, we'll say it every year until we get blue, until you know we, we don't do this podcast anymore. So hopefully that be when we croak. Uh, in, in 50, 70 years. Anyway, so we're we're all we all knowingly know that we're a part of the IWC. Uh, we all you know talk and write and about wrestling and uh, but there are set just like you know whether it's F, you know people talk about FSU Twitter, mm-hmm. a certain group of people in this um, in this collection. That are a little off the rock, or, or care about, it take stuff a little too seriously, or you know, a little too passionate, or you know, kind of get get going too deep to see, you know, to to miss the trees in the forest. Yeah. And uh, this is us kind of poking and making fun of this this thing that we all enjoy. Yeah. Or these group of people that we make like making fun of doing anything. Um. So we got the CM Punk saga. Which started at the beginning of the year and, you know, just got hot again. Yeah. 
Um, we hate Cena. Basically, Cena's 15th world title reign and everything else, the roster falling the, the hell around them, and you know they're and, not realizing. Yeah, and I mean, I'll be honest with you, this can be a, that can be on the list every single year until you know WrestleMania 50. Yeah, Cena yeah. be around wrestling at WrestleMania 50. Yes. Um, as long as Cena's tur- around, that'll be an Right. Yes. Um, like you termed it, the Christmas what? Okay, basically, like, the Christmas creep hate of Roman Reigns is push. Uh, every year, Christmas, like the, the, like, the machine of Christmas gets started earlier and earlier. Like, to where the point where now, you know, there's, you know, people talk about Christmas stuff before it's even Thanksgiving. Or even, mm-hmm. like, right around Halloween time now. People see that Roman Reigns is going to be the guy... They already know that he's eventually going to get a push to be the guy and be champion, and people already hate it. Yep. <laughs> already. We ain't fucking with that. Already hate it. Like, it's not even the point where, like, he's a solo wrestler wrestling. Let's like, give it a chance. Wrestling. Nothing. He's not even, like, a solo wrestler wrestling, like, a number of feuds. It's a, he had a feud with Randy Orton for a month. Then he did something with, with Seth Rollins, got hurt, and came back. Before he even got hurt, yeah. people were already like, nah, bro, we're On his ass. shit. Yeah. Like, um, also, um, the RKO out of nowhere memes, um, which started popping up randomly on Vine. Yeah, which, which kind of re- gave a rebirth to Randy Orton. Yes. Um, yeah, thank Orton God, by the way. Orton was phenomenal this year. Yes, he was. Um, the burial of Cesaro. Which is, you know, it was a not, it was a great complaint WWE. Like, obviously it's there, and I mean... We just saw last night they made a storyline, even though they just have him put yeah. someone over. But yeah. they're going to make um, use of it now. The, um, the thing that we also had the bear of Dan Bryan on here last year, but we don't have yes. the crutch of him main eventing or getting title shots or having three segments. Yeah. So it's a tad different in that respect, but um, it's definitely a big story. Yeah, I'll like for that. a guy that's like probably – Great argument can be made that he's the best wrestler on the roster to not actually, like, every reformer to not actually, like, he's off TV for a while. Like, they put him in a tag team with, with uh, Tyson, Kidd. Tyson Kidd for a week and, like, nothing happened with that. They're still, no, they're still doing that. Oh, okay. That's, yeah. That's, that's nice of him. Masters of the Universe. Yeah, Masters of the WWE Universe. That's their name. Uh, yeah, that's, and, not, that's not worthy at all. And Bootista. Yeah, um, absolutely. Shout out to Batista. Uh, well, Batista slash Blue Tista. Yeah, yeah. They they went in on him for wearing blue. They you know I love this business. Boo! They booed him for wearing tight pants. As they, if people don't wear tight pants. Yeah. At all. Uh, they booed him because he was balding. Yep. You know. They booed him because he was going into the main event of WrestleMania. Yeah. It booed him because he was old. Yeah. And then you look up, and it's like, wait. He was in, like, a classic match that will always be remembered in WWE, uh, WrestleMania 30, a main event. And he was also in two of the best matches uh, in, in, in of the year in those Evolution matches. Versus The Shield. Yes. Evolution yeah. Shield matches. And then people are going to go crazy when he comes back, if he comes back. Probably. He'll come back as a face, or they'll try to bring him back as a heel, and people will cheer. 
Yeah. And the real thing about it is like the issue was that they it goes back to the fact that they promoted him for what about two three weeks before yeah. he came back. Yeah. If he had just yeah. showed up at random, we wouldn't have got this. He would have started off on a much better note. Yeah. And this wouldn't have happened. And they wouldn't have had to call an audible and turn him into a heel. Yeah. Okay. Um, my winner is the CM Punk saga. Um, it literally resonated on so many different levels from how the rest of the year was booked to CM Punk's podcast to his blind. CM Punk fans are like Lil Wayne fans. Like, they'll defend him under any circumstances. And everyone else is wrong except CM Punk in this situation. Like, CM Punk has the most radical online wrestling fans I've ever seen. Would any of you guys disagree on that? Um, I don't know. There's a lot of Bray Wyatt bullshit out there. But, I mean, there's obviously there are more CM Punk fans, so I guess you could say that. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I agree with you. It, it, just the way he walked out of WWE, like, we had to do an emergency podcast. I think everyone that did wrestling podcasts had to, you know, talk about it. No, we had to, no, people had to do, like, two emergency podcasts. Boy. One for when he just walked out, and when everyone found he walked out, and two for the podcast. Yeah. Where he just shits on WWE and, and Ryback. Yeah. I don't mean to shoot, but yeah. bang, bang. Yeah, I don't mean to shoot, yeah. but I got this here gun. <laughs> so what else I'm gonna do with it? Uh, so James, what's uh, what's yours on that one? I mean, honestly, I don't know how to be anything but CM Punk. Um, it's just like it's a great media. Cam- it was a great PR campaign, and the best part about it is he said about how disingenuous Vince McMahon was, as far as uh, you know, being sincere. It's just a PR publicity stuff thing. Meanwhile, I just want to tell po- my story. Meanwhile, these podcasts by him want to tell a story, like from like. You know, catapults him into signing with the UFC and becoming like one of the one of their biggest stars without ever wrestling or sorry wrestling, but tussling with someone. Yeah, in a cage. Go figure. But but, but nobody thinks it, 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 like it's it, it is LeBron James back to Cleveland level of manipulating people into a feel good story. Yeah. Like he won the like he won the he won the, you know how they say when uh. A coach gets signed, or somebody makes a move, or whatever, and the press conference is really great. Like mm-hmm. you won the press conference. Well, he in a sense won the press conference. It's, <laughs> it's fantastic. Just a master, just master genius stroke. So, uh, Jeremy, who you got on that one? I mean, I have to go with the punk saga. I mean, pretty much the whole year. That's what everybody was talking about when he was gone. The CM Why Punk chance. When he coming back? You know what's going on? He didn't want to. He didn't want to fight Triple H. Thought like all this stuff. Everybody was talking. So finally, he did the the podcast for Colt Cabana, and like I mean, he knew exactly what to do. He timed it perfectly. He knew that he didn't already sign with the UFC and wanted those podcasts to drop right in time. So everybody's already talking to him. Bam! Now he's in the UFC. Yeah. Um, that's going to wrap up that section, and we'll be back with our final section, um, the Jerry Lawler Troll of the Year, um, the success of the year, and the failure of the year. This is One Nation Radio. Welcome back to the final segment of One Nation Radio, and this is for everybody with the bourbons and the Cadillacs. Oh my God. You know, 
I don't know what the rest is what they're saying, but this was our no limit, you know. I was gonna play that uh holiday if you hear me. DJ is in the building. Um so um our Jerry Lawler Troll of the Year Award. I'm I'm thinking we should change that to the Richard Ladder Troll of the Year Award. Why do you say the Richard Ladder Troll of the Year? You know, just you know, just these you know Well, I mean we name out the people that are like fame like oh, okay, famous for being, okay. you know, that sort of thing. Like okay. I mean we do this pit- we do this. I just played four podcast. no limit songs in a row. In two thousand damn near fifteen. So? Alright. Like, I mean, it's not like we are here playing Camp Low Lucini. You know what I found out? Those guys are from the UK. Really? That's what I heard. Yeah. Then why were they talking about Uptown? Uh, what was their album called? Uptown? I guess they, Saturday night they, were, they moved they to New York or something. I don't know. Oh, it don't matter. <laughs> Look, regardless, they both speak, they, they still speak English and the shit Madam still Butterfly. Made, and the shit still made no sense. What the fuck is a Harlem River Quiver? Hey, Those you, were, you know what a, it is. That was a little yeah, I know. crazy in the song. The Harlem River Quiver. What the fuck is that? That's that's like the Smith Rooney almost, man. Harlem Heat. Like, they're talking, they talk so much gibberish that it's almost as if they're talking in French. Like, you can be like, like, you can play Camp Low and just talking in like, faux, faux, uh, like, faux French. Bray like, Wyatt ja, might have liked ja that. Javou, Javou, and it'll, it'll work the same way. Like I don't know what the fuck they're saying. Like it's so it's so in it's so inane. So they're the Bray Wyatt of of, of rap. I, I yeah. mean, I guess you could say that. Like I, I, I think that's a disservice. I honestly think it's a disservice to Bray Wyatt. Wow. That, that's I mean, he eventually gets points across occasionally. All right. So our Jerry Lawler Troll of the Year award. Um, Jerry Lawler was one of the biggest trolls ever. Yes. Um, back in the day. He still is at times. Yeah. He'd be like, I've never seen that move before. Like somebody coming <laughs> off Cena going to the top rope. Stop, Jerry. We know you feeding or they feeding you them lines, but hey, keep getting them checks. If they pan, keep doing it. Um, Cesaro acting like he was turning face when he was lined up with the uh, authority. That was a troll job. Yeah, like, oh, he's turning face. And he goes, no, not so fast. I'm still gonna, I'm still gonna sit in the backstage. Yep. Nah, I'm man. still curtain jerking. Yeah. Uh, Triple H versus the internet. Um, <laughs> yes. He, he knew how to, he knew how to get us in, in, you know, and work us, you know. In ways that no one else does. He, it just, that's why he was also my promo guy. Yep. Sixteen suplexes. From Brock Lesnar. Yes. One fucking move. Yep. Yeah, I remember I, I remember I ended up doing like the tabulator. Like I know eventually I'm gonna go back to last night's Raw and count number of times that Seth Rollins said John <laughs> when, he was, when he was when he was holding uh Come on, Ed, John. Edge hostage. John He's German suplex he German suplex it was a sixteen minutes and like sixteen second match. In that match, there was about like 15 minutes of actual, I'm sorry, like 6 minutes and change worth of actual action. Like less than 6 minutes, 30 seconds. He suplexes him, German suplexes him 15 times. He gives a vertical suplex, that's 16 suplexes. I think he I think he gives like 11 knee strikes, and that's like pretty much his entire offense, the entire match. In a 16-minute championship main event of SummerSlam. Terrible. Um, but he's beating up John Cena, so we, we don't care. Yeah, you know. Uh, Triple H's fake cops. <laughs> when uh, Jeremy, I don't know if you remember when they had they were arresting Daniel Bryan 
And then they walked out the ring and just let Triple H drag that man. Yeah, he's like, you guys aren't even real cops. Yeah, they ain't even real cops. Uh, The Shield 2.0, Seth Rollins, Jamie Noble, Joey Mercury. Yeah. Shield. (laughs) Just giving people people triple power bombs left and right. Yes. Who would have thought in 2014 that Jamie Noble and Joey Mercury would be part of main event? Yeah. Yeah, and they're better than the Stooges. Oh, yeah, because they're younger. Like, they bumping, they, they're taking big-time bumps like Noble's out there living the life. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, was, I was always supposed to be on TV here. Yeah. I was always supposed to be on TV. Um, and if you thought that was the rest of the list, I'm afraid I've got some bad news. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm afraid I got some bad news. Wait, Barrett. It really got hot in 2014, so we rolled them over. Um. So, we'll let you start with this one first, James. Um, for me, I honestly just thinking about it, I'm probably gonna have to say, for me, the suplexes, man, that shit was just ridiculous. Like, I'm I'm still mad about that match. I I just can't. <laughs> like, for me, S- SummerSlam in a lot of ways is like. It's not the spectacle that, that WrestleMania is, but because of that, and it takes away the novelty of, like, they're so gigantic. Like, it's more, it's more per, like, I feel like it can make for better, a better pay-per-view. So, like, when you come out here and that, and SummerSlam has Stephanie having a great match, it actually had, like, the best AJ and Paige match out of all of them. And it has Reigns in this really, really, really good match that's, ultimately underrated because we don't like Reigns for whatever reason, where Orton is like, that's about as good as, as I've ever seen Orton carry another guy besides maybe Big Show. And and what you do is put on that suck fest. I, nah, bro. <laughs> no yeah, way I, they could have walked back there and people were like, you know, no yeah. way that could have happened. Like, and, pe- and the thing, and it was just like, it was just so blatantly... Obvious that that was the, that's what they were doing on purpose because, like you're like wow he, all these chains like just redundant stuff and then there's one point where JBL's like G, he, they had to cut him cut him saying Jesus Christ and then and then the next day they counted them sixteen suplexes and then and obviously you know in typical Heyman fashion you know eat sleep suplex repeat yeah. eat, you know a million times that and I was like okay we get it y'all are jerks thanks. Yep. Thanks. Why did I buy the network? Bought my 999 back. All right. So, Jeremy, uh, who you got on that one? This one, I'm going to have to go with Triple H versus the internet. I mean, it's just, it's just so funny. Me and my friend Mark don't stop watching. I mean, like, he just <laughs> nailed us all year. I mean, it was, it was, I just thought it was funny. Yeah, it was. Like, the best part was, people forget this now. But remember how it looked before they actually turned the shield officially face? And uh, there was a night after WrestleMania, and it looks like they're, they're beating the hell out of Daniel Bryan, and he's like, he's going to defend his title. And Triple H comes out with a new Titan Tron, and he, you know, he's still in shape and all that stuff. He's like, wow, he's about to take the title around this man the very next yep. day. It, just like, just, just, play, just toying with the internet's emotion. Just yep. toying with him. Um, I think. 
I'm gonna go with I'm afraid I've got some bad news. <laughs> <laughs> and, that's uh, another, and that's another Triple H one when he just mocked him. He was like, I'm afraid I've got some bad news. <laughs> yeah. If you can, if all right. Right now on the internet, Plies is getting you know a lot of notoriety of saying ridiculous shit online, and they're welding all his Instagram videos together. If you did the same thing for Wade Barrett and the way he was insulting crowds, it's absolutely ridiculous. It is better than Plies. Yeah. Um, you know the way he's talking about you know how people are gonna be fat and die, and you know the mm-hmm. legends. You know all y'all are washed up, and we'll forget who y'all are, and y'all have seven people that recognize you, and. All that other stuff. I, and before he got hurt, Bear was on the road to doing some stuff. Um, glad to see him come back. Um, looks like he's in killer shape, but he just has to stop being a China doll. Like, I mean, it's fragile. Which, which pay-per-view was it where he kept coming out, like, after every match, giving bad news? Oh, sh- um, it might have been TLC. I still contend to this day that they should have had that man come out at number 30. At the Royal Rumble, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you thought damn, yes, if you wow, thought damn Brian was number thirty, I'm afraid I got some I bad got news. Some bad. <laughs> no, they should have had Barrett come out to punk music in Chicago. Yeah, any of that'll work. Any of that'll work. Any situation. Any Look. Brock Lesnar breaks the streak. Wade Barrett comes out there. If you thought The Undertaker was going to go 22-0, and 0, I'm afraid I got some <laughs> bad news. No, he actually <laughs> cut that promo at WrestleMania. He did? Yes. He said, I had to, uh, I had to it might have been in, I think it might have been in the pre-show. He thought, I'm afraid I got some bad news. Uh, another one he could have did was he could have came out last night right before Daniel Bryan uh, yeah. uh, did his, uh, you know, I might retire, I might not, and be like, if you think Daniel Bryan is going to perform and, and, and go to WrestleMania, or win the Royal Rumble and go to WrestleMania... I, I'm afraid, I've, and beat Brock Lesnar, I'm afraid I've got some bad news. It's, he could, it's, he could it's, also it's, did, after the Shield beat Evolution, be like, if you, if, or when uh, Rollins turned, but if you thought the Shield <laughs> was going to stay together forever, I'm afraid i got some bad news. Yeah, man, it just, it just works in any situation. Any situation. Okay. Um, so we got all our winners there. On to the last two, um, which were contributed by Jeremy, um, last two categories. Um, the success of the year. We'll start with that one. Um, Should we end on a good note and have it do failures first? Yeah, so let's start with the failure of the year first because there's just a lot like, of feeling like, that was going along. Imagine be like, yeah, this shit sucks. Good night! Good night! <laughs> like, it doesn't work like that. That's awfully dour. <laughs> I mean, WWE does it to us. We're not jerks. You seen Hell in a Cell. We're not jerks. You seen TLC. <laughs> Again, we're not jerks. Okay, um, failure of the year, the handling of the Royal Rumble. Why in the blue fuck would would Daniel Bryan lose to Bray Wyatt? Who knows? Because they wanted to make Bray look strong for Cena. But the thing is, you make him look strong. But the thing is, people they didn't have a problem with Bray. People in general, when you talk about the internet, they don't have a problem with Bray Wyatt. Um, going over Daniel Bryan. But then they get to WrestleMania and fight Cena, and then he's supposed to beat Cena at WrestleMania. Even though that was going to lead into a feud, which is obvious. And uh, on top of that, what compounds it in the in the Daniel Bryan uh, Royal Rumble thing is, so he's not going to be in the Royal, Royal Rumble, and he's going to lose, so why should we root for this guy to become champion? Because 
if he deserved it, he would have beat a guy that just showed up, kind of, sort of, right? Bro, Bray Wyatt's interrupted yeah. more matches than we thought. He interrupted Bro, Elimination Chamber, Royal he's Rumble. He's interrupted more matches than the NWO. <laughs> 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 he's the worst. The, like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Rusev's the worst, I take that back. He's yeah. bad. <laughs> um, and then Batista wins the Royal Rumble and he's flicking off fans and... You yeah, know. and also doing an Austin head waggle. Yeah, it it was just, it, yeah. You know what's funny? That's the last time people cheer for Roman Reigns. Everyone cheered for Roman Reigns. Like, well, Dan Bryan's not gonna be in here. Let him, let him beat Batista. Let yep. him beat Batista, and then like going out. Oh, well, you know, he eliminated all them guys. Cool. He looked cool while doing it. Right. All right. Um, the Shield split. It was handled very well. Speaking of Roman Reigns. Um, he kept the music, he kept the outfits, changed it a little bit, but um, the shield split. Instead of one guy, you know, groups in most, you know, cases are put together to get one or two stars. They've got three. Yep. You know, this is their class. This is their 2002 John Cena, Batista, Orton. You know, this is their, you know, 2012, those guys came in. Mm-hmm. You know, this is that. Um, NXT TakeOver. All those, all the special events of NXT, every single one of them has been exceptional, especially the last one, severely outdid, you know, the last couple of WWE pay-per-views. Um, and the Intercontinental title being back after years and years and years of it being decried by everybody, the internet, you know, and everyone else, the Intercontinental title got a spot. And it looks like it might get defended at WrestleMania. Like the thing that this is weird about that one just is like, well, what? Are, why should we care about Intercontinental? It's the third belt. Like, did we care about the European belt when Sean was carrying it around <laughs> in '97? Like, it's a belt. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like we don't really, we didn't really care about the TV title on WCW. Like, it was cool, but yeah. like to watch motherfuckers go for 15 minute draws was like, all right, we were kind of off that. But. um... I would say for success. Uh, oh, also Survivor Series. Yeah, they actually got a good Survivor Series main event, and people cared about it in the storyline, and then was just some random mashup that didn't make any sense. Um, except for like the very end where it was like, "Oh, throw it in, throw it in." But for me, I would probably say um, the Shield. I just they 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 need to star, they need stars they just need stars especially given like John Cena's old is is what mid thirties like thirty six thirty six Randy Orton's thirty four Daniel Bryan's thirty four as well he's like thirty two thirty three okay, thirty two with a with a with a bad he's hand. on borrowed time yeah at this point now uh, no Sam Punk no Del Rio we need guys no Batista. We need we need guys. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say WrestleMania 30 because we thought there was a moment in time where we thought WrestleMania 30 was going to absolutely suck. <laughs> but it's arguably one of the three greatest WrestleManias ever, if not the greatest WrestleMania ever. I mean, so the the other two contenders would be what 17 and what else? Four, excuse me, 17, 19, and 28. Yeah. I, th- I, I don't think anyone would think that 28 is better. I don't know. Like, for, 
or I say I think thirty's the third or second or third. Yeah. And you know that was the first event on the WWE Network, and it just felt like the start of a new era at WrestleMania 30, and it was a success. You know they drew 78,000 you know motherfuckers out there. They still sold like 400,000 pay-per-views domestically. Oh, because it's WrestleMania. And um, in in addition to the network numbers, which we'll get into in a little bit. <laughs> um, Jeremy, who you got for your success of the year? I'm going to go with the uh, NXT TakeOver special. I just felt like uh, this was a, a booming year of growth for NXT. I mean, going turning SBW, which was pretty much a local little developmental church. They, they didn't mention SBW on TV at all now. Right. Turning it into NXT, making the performance center, doing these TakeOver specials trying to get people really involved with NXT and get you to know these guys before they get on the main roster. And it's always a really great effort there with all the takeover specials and some great matches and all the specials, especially uh, our evolution with mm-hmm. Zane and Neville. And Finn Balor coming out there, painted up, you know. Yeah, oh, that was awesome. Forget that. Charlotte and Sasha. That too. Like, Charlotte, like, the second she comes to the roster, bow down to the queen. Like, <laughs> dude, I feel like, I, bro, I feel like Charlotte and Naomi, I'm sorry, and Naomi have, like, the greatest women's match ever. I, like, I'm, dead, I'm, not even, I'm not even trying to be funny. Like, the, or at least the greatest WWE women's match ever. Like, I, like in, I, I'm including that Mickey James, Trish Stratus shit. I'm talking, I'm including that, that Nick, that Mick, or that Trish Stratus uh, leadership. Yeah. They could, they, they, Bro, they're they're just ridiculous athletes. They're yeah. awesome. next level. They'll come shit. out there moonsaulting each other. Like, yeah. yeah. Then um, we'll see. All right, and moving on to hold on. Did we start with failure of the year? Oh, we did. We, yeah, we yeah, did anyway. We were talking, so we well, it up. We, yeah, we we, uh, we were talking about like, let's not leave on a bad note, and then you said, "No, nah, we gonna leave on a bad note." This is a, this is a bad year, Ras, and we gonna end on a bad note. Yeah. I'm afraid I've got some bad, bad news. news. <laughs> I'm afraid I've got some bad news. Alright. Um, our failure of the year. Um, now, there's a lot of different failures of the year um, in WWE. Vince McMahon lost a whole lot of money this year. Um, starting with the WWE Network, which yeah. I feel like is the greatest thing ever invented for wrestling fans. Except, I don't know if you know wrestling fans are just cheap as hell. Or I don't I don't know. It's only nine ninety nine. So you know, if you don't want it to go away, you know, have, spread the word. Buy it twice. Buy it twice. You know, <laughs> get the hell out of here. Uh, <laughs> have two accounts. I feel like I feel like I suck every month when I look at I, when I look at my credit card saying I'm like oh my statement I'm like wow I I I, I pay I pay Vince ten bucks. Vince got ten bucks of my money. Okay. Yeah, I feel good about it. You know why? Because I feel like he could be charging us a whole bunch more for yeah, all this. Yes, the review alone used to be, what, 60 bucks? Right. And when I would get it at 10 bucks, come on. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a steal. Look, man, I feel like I'm stealing money. This is how I think about it this way, right? I don't, I'm not going to say that. I'm going to stop. 
So I'll say this off air. But yeah, we'll <laughs> All right. I was gonna talk about what I watch that I don't pay for, but I'm never mind. For, but, I'm, but I'm out here paying for. I'm paying Vince McMahon for this old shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, breaking the streak. That was. Alright, looking at it right now, it was not the thing to do. Like, barring Undertaker never being able to wrestle again, if he can't put anyone over, you get two more matches out of Brock Lesnar for the whole year, you give him the championship and he disappears. If Brock Lesnar, look, Florida Georgia Line appeared more on um, WWE programming than Brock Lesnar after September. Wow. Yeah. Breaking the street was a bad idea. Yeah. I think um, that might have been might have been a little bit better with that if Brock was actually at least if he was at every pay per view at at the minimum. Right. The thing that got me was like I thought it didn't make sense to give it to Brock Lesnar in real time, like as that three count went down. And yeah. I'm, and I'm sitting, you know, two feet away from where I was sitting when I was watching it, and just going over the possibilities of well. Maybe they thought they could have a good match, so they had to make it memorable. Something they had to make an Undertaker match memorable somehow, so let them lose. Like that's like right now, still to this day, that's like the only that's still the best explanation they had. Like they went in there like Undertaker ain't got nothing, and you, and it's Brock. Brock don't wrestle enough to be able to carry this man. Let him lose, so people remember it anyway. Yeah, that's all I got. Um, Dean Ambrose's single match booking. <laughs> they don't know what they're doing with him. Oh, you got TVs exploding in his face. Um, you got Bray Wyatt hopping out of holograms and shit. With bad camera angles, you see his fat body come from the bottom rope. Just, just, yeah. just a debacle. Like he's sitting there. Those debacles. He's sitting there. Like my question is this, right? Another part of this, and you say you read this thing. You're saying like, well, maybe just like Sting, Dean Ambrose is dumb. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so. You see the lantern. You see the, the lantern out. Well, who else in WWE universe has a lantern, Dean? Maybe yeah. you get your ass out the ring. <laughs> no, you just gonna sit there like you gonna sit there looking at that. What's up? Like, what is what's going on? I don't understand. Like, oh, I got clothes on the face. Yeah. Uh, you know, the plugged in TV part like that is just like I don't I don't know what they're doing here. Uh, so it's just just just. He dumb. He just dumb. That boy dumb. He just dumb. Um, Bray Wyatt's character and the disillusion of the Wyatt family. Is Bray Wyatt any different from SummerSlam 2013? He's had better matches. I mean, he's the same guy. Except now they moved that bullshit to, 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 start, yeah, to Friday night. Yeah. And people were like, yeah, man, this shit ain't working. We move that shit over to, <laughs> to that side. Yeah, like letting them say people, like they, you know, that feud is apparently is fantastic. I ain't seen none of it. I don't care to go see it either. Yeah. They're uh, having an ambulance match next week too. Yeah, on Raw, right? First on Raw. Raw. Yeah. 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 First you know Raw. That, you know how that is. Watch them have a classic. Yeah. Watch them. Uh, oh, now y'all motherfuckers want to wait the fifth time y'all wrestled and shit. <laughs> Uh, battle Royals. They've had like six or seven Battle Royals this year. Way too much. Let's see. The Royal Rumble. They had a couple on Raw. Yep. Um, the Andre Giant. 
Yep. They also had one for Intercontinental title. I believe that was at. They Rocky might have had one on SmackDown, bitch. Yeah, Rusev had to defend that title on the Battle Royal. There was one recently. Yeah, yeah because because yeah. he didn't sing the national anthem. Yep. Daniel Bryan made him do. Yeah, he. It's the year of the Battle Royal, man. Like I don't, I don't know. Maybe next nowhere. year, maybe next year will be the championship scramble. I don't know. Maybe it'll be handicap matches. No, that was that was the year before. Excuse yeah. me. And they wonder why Daniel Bryan had a bad neck. Like, <laughs> yeah, go out there and wrestle three times, Daniel. <laughs> the fuck they do that at uh, and Alberto Del Rio's firing which had to do with um, a WWE employee allegedly saying um, some type of racial um, you know things to Del Rio and Del Rio decided to smack him you know and teach him a lesson you know you don't talk to Alberto Del Rio that way but apparently you know you can't just smack people in WWE anymore um, so he was you know giving his box and CM Punk's departure for WWE as a company. How could they let that talent slip through their hands? Well, it's not a thing as far as it being tri- their, their fault as much as it is like the, the chain of events that led to this happening. Like, it, if he's burnt out, fine. But for him to be burnt out, it now looks like never say never, but it looks like that is never going to happen again of him ever coming back. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just too much water under that bridge. It's just that's ultimate. He's going to be really old. By the time he comes around, he's going to be really old. We'll see. We'll yeah. have to wait. And, and, but the thing is, isn't the thing is by by listening to when you when you listen to all that stuff, it seems like it's not even like a, when it gets older. Like how old are we talking about? Because the issue isn't like uh. Oh, I'm sick with Vince, but I'm good with with Hunter. So maybe when like Vince kicks the bucket finally, even though I yeah. believe he'll never die, um, <laughs> that they'll maybe make amends. It's like well, it's no, the other way around. It's the other way around. Like, the person that's gonna die, that's gonna die sooner. You know, you would assume is the person that I actually have a better relation with than Hunter. Yeah. And Triple H probably told him to go fuck himself. Yeah. Probably. Like he's probably like I can't wait for this dude to get his jaw broke when he fights in the UFC. Yeah. Uh, so it's it, it's ultimately for me. I feel like that's the, that's that's the main thing. It's just uh, like to have that guy that was such a star. Like he, he lost. I know he a lot of comparisons, you know, um, to all these other people with him. But they really lost one of the three best guys. Like he lost a guy that was, you know, kind of sparked this. Reason why we even started back watching wrestling. It's just, yep. it's it's just sad. Yeah. Um, and it really and it really hurt in the, in the, after SummerSlam to not have CM Punk, not have even Del Rio. Is there any question that, that that CM Punk wouldn't have had the belt like most of this year? Most of this year? Yeah. I don't know, but because as soon as Daniel Bryan comes off the belt, CM Punk's got to got to take that shit. You know. yeah. It would have been a nice option to have yeah. as opposed to like, oh, gosh, they got to give it to Cena again. So, um, our failure of the years. Um, Jeremy, we go ahead and start with you. All right. Uh, man, this is a tough one, but I think I'm going to go with uh, the CM Punk departure just because I feel like we've felt that the whole year because every A-Billy match we hear CM Punk chant, 
anytime there's a boring match or a boring segment, we hear CM Punk chants. And we heard that all year until he finally broke the silence. I mean, we kind of hear it a little bit, but it's kind of died out now. But, yeah, just the whole way that, that situation was handled. I mean, we really only heard Punk's side of the story. was an incident one both the details aired dirty laundry. But, I mean, that guy was, you know, sometimes outselling John Cena and merchandise. Like, how do you let a commodity like that go? You're all about, you know, best of business and looking for stars and you just let star go. Yeah. Like, it's a thing that we're like, if this were a different, if this was like a sport, and this is like a, let's say it was basketball, because basketball is more of a, of a sport to where people mm-hmm. recognize like the worth of people than any other any of the other major sports. Um, like if you have the person that's like the caliber of CM Punk in relation to like whatever his counterpart would be in relation to basketball, um, and they, and just switching through those universes, like it, that would never happen, just never, like, and. Like, he never would have got burnt out and been like, sit your ass down. Like, yeah. I understand, and I understand how it is. Like, there are a lot of, wrestling is really a slave to tradition mm-hmm. for good or for worse, but in this case, this was a thing for the worse. Like, you think about all the ridiculous, like, stories you heard of people, like, wrestling through these types of injuries and all this kind of stuff. Vader popping his eye back in. Yeah, we were talking about this the other day. You know what I'm saying? Like people like wrestling with broken, you know, broken bones and all that kind of stuff, and finishing through matches or doing all that stuff, you know, just for a wrestle for a hundred bucks and all that kind of stuff. And like that is so indoctrinated into like the culture of wrestling to where like even it's not even like our our is WWE leaning on Sam Punk to wrestle hurt. It's a he's oh my expected God. to. I'm, oh my God, I'm hurt, but I got to fight through because I might get my spot taken, which is really yeah. similar to, to football in a, in a sense. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I have to come out here and I have to perform. And he, he was saying to himself, what will Harley Race do? Yeah, that, like, that, that kind of stuff. It's like, bro, this, Harley this, Race was this a is fucking, the fucking 70s. Yeah. What are you doing? Like, and We've come a long way since then. And, you know, I've, I've said this since, the, since he left. Like, if he, you know... If you need to go for his for well being whatever, then fine, go. But like, it sucks that like I'm about to like we're gonna watch him eventually get his brain brain scrambled and rearranged in a UFC fight as opposed to watching him wrestle. And like, who knows? Maybe like he's a he's the you know he's one of the rare few people that are that are like you know gifted in these different job, you know, different types of things. Like, you know, there are so many people that have this many sets of skills that can, you know, translate into being that uniquely gifted at one certain thing, and it's hard to, for you to be that kind of gifted in another thing. But, like, it's sad to see this dude that was that gifted, that special, not do this again. Like, it's like, imagine just, oh, yeah, um... I'm, I'm, my name's Andrew Luck, and I don't want to play football anymore. I'm done. Yep. Like, for, I, I'm, I'm tired. Like, I know it hurts. 
Uh, but I'm, I'm sick and tired of having like to carry the, the the Colts. I'm tired of having like to hold the ball for five seconds to break two tackles and then throw and then hurl a bomb to T.Y. Hilton. I'm just done. I'm, 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 uh, I, I'm, you'll never see me again. It sucks. It's just it's just yeah, it's just you. terrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's what more can I say about, and, about that? And there's and there's no way you you listen to both like the stories from either side based off of. Like even like dealing with like you know how people tell stories you know this is they have self-serving biases but there's no way to like listen to these stories and not think that like this somehow could have could not have been avoided. Mm-hmm. Just sad. Yeah. Um. He has so much more money to make. So much more. Money yeah. To make. He just left a lot on the table. I'm sure he's got plenty, but he you know nothing wrong with having more. Um. He's too much money. I'd be remiss if we didn't mention the WWE Network. And the failure to launch an international, you know, internationally when, you know, they had given, you know, the word that they would, you know, hey, UK, this is when, you know, because wrestling is global. You know, they go to Japan. They go to China. Do they have it in Canada yet? Yes, but it's like a, it's a way different model than this one. It's like a, it's like a network channel. It's like a regular channel. Yeah. Um, It's, you know... The numbers aren't where they should be um, nope. for what they promised and what they thought they had. They severely overestimated how many people had the free app on their phone, which is they have like 14 million downloads on their app, their free app. Um, I'm shocked more people haven't, or I haven't seen the numbers yet. But it's a big, it's a big ass app. It's like 50, it's like 50 megabytes. Yeah. They, um, I'm interested to see how their free trial run went. Um, I don't think those numbers are out yet. You oh, know. for Survivor Series? Yeah, for Survivor Series. And everybody hopped on for free. And maybe someone will be like, oh, okay, I'll just get it. I'm sure there are a few, but, like, not enough to move yeah. over the window in a way to, you know. They've got some major, you know, decisions to make regarding the network in the next year or so. So what I'm going to try to do is enjoy the WWE Network all I can before it's gone. Well, I mean, I'll say this. Like, the thing, one thing, I mean, regardless of whatever, like, if they're at this point in the year where, like, this is, if they're ever going to get anybody, this is the time of year you're going to get them. Royal Rumble's right around the corner. Like, you can, you cannot watch wrestling and enjoy Royal Rumble. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So that, that'll draw people in. And then, obviously, there's the granddaddy of Maul. WrestleMania. The Rose Bowl of Wrestling, WrestleMania. WrestleMania, in the words of... Uh, Santino. Santino Morella, yeah. So, but I don't... It, it doesn't look... It doesn't like this network is long for, for 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 us, for the world. We'll see. But um, that's going to... Oh, you got something, Jeremy? Yeah, I think... I mean, the network is a great concept. And I think... I mean, eventually, I think that... As the years go on, we're going to move away from cable TV and move into more subscription-based on-demand programming. I think the network was a little a too ahead of kind of the pacing of how all that stuff is going. So, I mean, I feel like in a couple of years, everybody's going to have you know Hulu and Netflix, and not really have a cable. Apple TV. Yeah, Apple TV and all these different downloadable streaming on-demand for their favorite shows kind of thing. So we'll see what happens. I mean, like I said, I'm going to enjoy my subscription. I watch my NXT on Thursday nights and add to the air and all that stuff, Monday Night Wars, 
We'll see what happens. World class championship wrestling. Yeah. Smile. <laughs> I I think that they got into it so early that they like priced themselves out. Like they started at this era where it was so you know, when anything first starts, it's expensive as hell, and then over time, as technology gets better, it becomes more cheaper, therefore, mm-hmm. you know, more of a, um, less of a burden. Like, they, they just jumped head in. It was like, yeah. we're going we're gonna to bank on this, and, you know, hopefully we'll never have to go back to pay-per-view. Like, yeah. I don't know how they, I don't know how they're not on, ba- I don't know how they're not back on pay-per-view two years from now. I, I, like, based off everything I've, I don't oh, know so how they go back. Nothing ever sounds positive about WWE Network. I don't, ever. I don't know how they go back with a straight face and charge $50. Like, just yeah. for a single show. Again, after, you know, doing exposing fans to this. It's like, man, y'all have shown us the gold. We, we won't accept anything else at this point yeah. now. But the thing is, like, they have to figure out how they're going to do this. I don't think the issue is... Um, the issue is making it over the point to where the network is already passed, like, made his return. Like, they haven't made a return, and it's killing them. Mm-hmm. Like, if they can, I don't know how long they have, to, how long it would take, but, like, if they ever get the point where they pass a return, they'll, it'll be all gravy for them, but it's a bitch trying to keep seven, like, three-quarters of a million people. Yeah. Yeah, you might just get, oh, I don't want to pay for this shit anymore. All right. But, um, that's going to wrap up our awards show. Um, excellent, you know, excellent uh, night on One Nation Radio. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, oh my god! I, I think we had you know a lot of solid conversation and you know great memories of the past year in wrestling. Um, it's been a good year for One Nation Radio. Uh, a lot of new listeners. Um, we had a couple guest appearances from you know well-known folks and you know. We're just trying to become one of the new voices of wrestling. And, you know, shouts out to Jeremy for, um, you know, recruiting me to socialsuplex.com. And we're going to take it to new heights and make it rain in this bitch for 2015. <laughs> you know. Uh, no limits. Let's make it rain. All right. Uh, James, you got anything to add? No, let's just end the show. Let's just end the show. Let's just end it. Like, as bad as that was, it's been about as bad as the second half of this year. So, let's let's just... just, You got anything to add, Jeremy? I'm looking forward to 2015. We've got some great stuff coming out for Social Suplex. I'm sure One Nation Radio has some good stuff coming up, too. So, it'll be a good year. All right, man. Um, Hope y'all enjoyed this. Uh, Share, like, download, follow us on Twitter. Y'all know. This is One Nation Radio. Later. Yeah.